It probably won't come as any surprise to you that I disagree with a lot of sales training. The approach to selling is very different in my opinion, and so much of the success in retention, revenue, connection, all the things that play into selling happen in the voice. And yet 99% of the people I encounter on a daily basis are doing things that are never going to work for them. I wanna talk about those things today because I wanna get you to stop doing them so we can increase your revenue. I think you're gonna like this episode and I don't want you to miss a minute. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the podcast. So glad to have you with me today, as always. And I've got a great episode for you. Today, I'm going to talk about things you are doing and things you are not doing with your voice that are costing you revenue. And I'm going to be talking a lot about your voice in relation to selling, retention, hooking people to watch your videos, engaging with you. That has really been the focus of my research for the last couple of years. And when I talk about selling, you might think, well, I don't really sell anything. I work for a company. Everybody's selling all the time. Chris Voss, who I love, talks about everything is a negotiation. And I believe that's true. And I believe that we have the ability to influence and persuade and ask on a consistent basis. There have been people I've worked with over the years that they didn't have any trouble making an offer or asking for the sale, but they couldn't ask for a testimonial or they couldn't ask for support to pick up their kids from school. So it's all a big rubber band ball. Ask, sales, influence, persuasion. So if you if you don't sell a product or a service, there is still something in this episode for you. Now I want to let you know I've got the next voice experience. I have changed the voice experience. If you've come to it before, it is not the same. It is different. I was about to say very different, but it's different. It is April 13th, 2 p.m. Eastern. If you'd like to attend, just go to captivatetheroom.com forward slash voice experience and get signed up. It's in the Zoom room live. I am planning to do some hot seat coaching, but it is it is going to be different than what I've done before. So I don't know how much hot seat coaching, but we'll see. Okay, so let's talk about voice and asks, sales. I see the same things come up a lot. 
In fact, this is the fastest way for me to find your insecurities is to have you sell me something or ask me to do something for you, depending on whichever is weaker for you, or introduce yourself to me. Those are the two hardest things for people to do. Maybe they're not hard, but that is where the worst comes out in the voice. So here are some things that I want to talk about that you're doing that are costing you, and then some things that you're not doing that are costing you. You know, the whole voice experience concept came out of, it actually came out of a research experiment I did, I would say, 16 years ago. And it was, the the research study was done to find out if casting directors cast according to something in the actor's voice. I did this research study when I was teaching at Mike Nichols School in New York. And I, I really believed as I was coaching actors and, and of course, I had been already directing plays all over the world. I really believed that the voice had to play a significant role. So I did this study on casting directors. And what I discovered was, yes, indeed, the voice played a significant factor in whether the actor was cast or not. Now, it was not always the primary factor. It was always the deciding factor. But there were other factors at play chemistry, talent, look. So I then decided, you know, I want to see if there's more to this based on the information that I got from the casting directors, which was basically they were hearing a voice of the character that they believed represented what the producer and or director wanted in that actor to play that role. So the casting director has a conversation with the director, multiple conversations with the director, the act, the producers, and they tell the casting director what it is they're looking for. So the casting director gets this image in their head, this sound of their voice in their head, and they go to seeking it. They were basically seeking sounds and, and a look as well. What I discovered when I took that research study and I moved it into entrepreneurs and salespeople and even into leadership studies was, yes, everyone is seeking sounds, seeking sounds that represent what they're looking for. That is what I labeled a voice experience, the experience of me or you or whoever you want to buy from. Nobody's doing this. Nobody's doing this. You're not going to hear this anywhere else. You are most likely not even playing all the notes that create your voice experience. So this moves way beyond vocal variety. This moves way beyond what you might call modulation. This moves way beyond when I'm on stage, I'm really going to do it. No, this is the experience of you. And when your buyer, when you know how to do this and your buyer subconsciously hears their notes, they will buy from you because they know they will come to that call as a hot lead 
even if they weren't before, because they've already heard what they're looking for and it wasn't in the words. And this happens to me all, all the time. It happens to my students all the time. One of the people that I talk about a lot is Sherry, who has been on the show. She's an incredible case study, success story. We really created a voice experience for her and she tripled her revenue. She will hands down say, yeah, Tracy tripled my revenue and she's a data tracker. She's got it all in data. I'm, I'm not, I have not until the last two years really studied this from the perspective. And when I say this, studied the work that I do in relation to revenue, I knew that I, my people made more money, but I studied it the last two years in relation to, okay, CFO, here's the data, I've got it. And so I've done a lot of studies this year on sounds and sales, ex- creating the voice experience in sales, what you're doing vocally that affects your retention, what you're doing vocally that affects your engagement, what you're doing vocally on the first line becomes one of the most critical pieces of the entire piece. And that was the retention study. I didn't set out to change someone's retention. I set out to fix a sound that wasn't representing who someone was, and it happened to be on the first three minutes of her trainings, and I knew it wasn't going to work for her. I fixed it. It fixed her retention problem. So, of course, you know me. I took that, and I started tracking it and working with it on other people. I've currently got someone I'm working with right now who does webinars, and she said, it's just mind-bending. They don't leave. They don't leave the webinar ever. She said her, she does an application to a, I think it's a 10 or $15,000 program. And the applications, I can't remember if she said they've doubled, but they are up exponentially. Of course they are because people are staying to the end. They are hearing in her voice that she's their person. So one of the first things that you're doing that is costing you is focusing on the facts, the information, the data. Let me give you the words. Let me give you all the details. Let me give you all the facts. And when you put that as the primary focus, you are definitely creating a sound, whether you realize it or not. And that's that's the benefit of my ear for sure, is you oftentimes don't realize you're doing what I will instantly spot. And so you are focusing on the wrong thing and you're wanting the wrong thing to do the work for you. And so the sound becomes one note and neutral and does not represent you. In the voice experience, I talk about, and I've talked about this a little bit lately, Those top layer sounds are misrepresenting you. The bottom layer sounds are what fully represent you, but we've got to get them out. Here's something else that is costing you from a sound perspective, costing you retention and sales, and it's you're in the outcome. And this is got, this is multi-layered. You are possibly in the outcome because you're a problem solver and you're outcome driven. 
but you're still in the outcome. That is not the power place. And yet everybody gets in the outcome. What are they going to say? Are they going to buy? What am I going to say when they say this? How am I going to counter this objective? How am I going to whatever you fill in the blank? We've got to get you out of the outcome if you really want your voice to go to work from the perspective of they can connect with you, they know you're their person, they want to work with you, they want to buy from you. So often when we're in the outcome, we're also foreshadowing vocally what we don't want. People are often stunned at how different sounds sound to me. If you don't think I'll buy, that is a sound I can identify. If you don't think I can afford you, that's a different sound. And it's one I can identify. What matters is what their subconscious processes. And if their subconscious processes that you don't think they can afford you, they're not going to be able to afford you, or at least that's what they're going to think. If you don't think they're going to buy, you are foreshadowing the no. And this is this whole foreshadowing thing was another study I did. It actually started with reactionary people, with a reactionary boss. You've probably heard me talk about this study. But it ended in cold calling, and then it ended with producers, working with producers who sell. And when they were foreshadowing from the top of the call that the person wasn't going to buy, that they were going to get a no, they got a no every time. There are other ways that we foreshadow what we don't want, and it is microscopic sounds in the voice, and those microscopic sounds are costing you. They have to be eradicated. We have to identify them. And you may not even know you may not even know you're doing it. Most people don't. Most people are surprised when I go, "Oh, you don't think you, you don't think I can afford this." They go, "Oh my gosh, you're right." But we've got to change those sounds. Maybe you don't mean to be condescending. Maybe you don't mean to sound indifferent. Maybe here's a big one, and this came up on my podcast the other day, my Psychology of the Voice podcast. I said what was it I said to her? Something about, well, the the thing that she wanted to do was make people understand that they could be a part of creating the solution with her so that it would work for them. And I said, what they're hearing because of your peacekeeping mask is that they can do it or not do it. They can do it whenever join the program now, join the program, never, doesn't really matter to me. And this one's really common, really common. And that is not what you want, yet that is the sound that is coming out and that is being processed. So we've got to move all these foreshadowing sounds out. Well, in order to do that, so the foreshadowing sounds are in the muscle memory, but guess what's holding them in place? The stories. So we, again, here we go, back to pillar one, pillar two, we've got to eradicate both. And there's more, there's indifference, there's, well, just get around to it whenever you feel like it. There's needing to prove all the voice masks. The first time I realized that people were repelling 
potential customers through sound was when I discovered the needing to prove mask. And it was very clear language that the man came to me and he said, I think people are, I think I'm repelling potential customers. And I said, you are. I literally feel the pushback. What are you trying to prove? So we've got to eradicate masks. We've got to eradicate people pleasing. We've got to eradicate professional. We've got to eradicate needing to prove. Prove is a repellent. If you are repelling your potential buyer, you are not inviting them in. If you are being so neutral as to not rock the boat, they're not going to think you have the passion to do the project. If you are just being professional, I can't connect with you. All these voice masks, all these microscopic sounds are costing you sales. Here's another one. You don't sound like the authority. You're not bought in. You're not vocally bought in. You want me to buy into your product, but you're, you're not sure sounding and in maybe even asking permission because you don't want to upset me. I'm going to process that as, why are you asking me? I thought you were the expert. I need to find an expert to help me with this. So we've got to sound like the authority. Who do you want to buy from? Somebody who sounds like they know what they're talking about or somebody who doesn't? Somebody who sounds like they're asking your permission One of the other things that I've been talking with a number of people about lately is something, I'm going to do a whole show on this. In fact, I'm I'm about to record it on what I'm calling circumvention. I don't even know if that's the correct word to use, but in my mind, it is because it is a block that flips up. And this is one that I see. You know, sometimes I see. Well, I mean, I see all the time. But sometimes I see from the perspective of Claire voyance. Not all the time, not very often, but when I do, I see it. Sometimes when sounds are totally blocked, I see little hands come up in front of a mouth to block the sound from coming out. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. Circumvention, every single time I see this, you know, it feels to me like it reminds me a lot of the New York subway and how the doors shut. It's this door that comes around when you're circumventing and it is, you aren't, you haven't released the outcome. You're hiding something. You're afraid of something. You're, you have some fear around something. So it's this protection mode activated and it's this slight barrier and it flips up and I see it every time. And it has to do with being too connected to the outcome, too connected to the result. We have to shift that with different techniques to get you out of that outcome, out of that grip. We've got to eradicate the grip in your voice because it becomes like Teflon. They bounce right off of it. They can't get in. All of these things, I bet you've gone to buy something from someone before and you experienced something here. You experienced something and you said, yeah, I'm not, I'm not buying that. I think one of the, the best stories was around the man that I could hear in his voice. I, I know I did an episode on it. I know I did a video on it. It was a substantial amount of money that I was ready to spend. 
And I was trying to have a conversation with the man about what I was going to buy. And I kept hearing no time for idiocracy in his voice. And I told him, and I told him the work that I do. And I said, you know, I'm not going to spend this kind of money if I can't ask you these questions. And I am hearing so much in your voice that I don't want to ask you the questions anymore. Now, this could be happening to you. You're not going to know it, but they could be thinking, wow, I don't, she must think I'm an idiot. I don't guess I'll ask any more questions and I'm not ready to spend two, three, four, five thousand dollars. There could be two hundred dollars. It could be twenty dollars. I'm not going to spend that if I can't connect with this buyer, if I can't get my questions answered. Other things that are not working for you is, oh, and this, I need to do a whole episode on this. I got to make a note. Trying to convince me to buy. Trying to justify why your product is good or better. Those are huge, huge voice sounds. I'm going to do an episode on that. And yet, what do most sales trainers, many sales trainers train you to do? I got to convince them. I've got to convince them I'm the one. Listen, you want effortless sales? We need to uncover the voice experience in your voice. You don't have to convince anybody of anything. Because when you're working from the experience, you're creating an invitation, which is something else you are most likely not doing, creating an invitation for them to lean in. You are most likely, and it's a harsh word, but it's most likely you are repelling from the perspective of either too many words, talking at, staying on the same note, working in the push elements, or just not letting me in because you're hiding behind so many blocks and barriers. You're needing to prove. You're needing to convince So circumvention is a block around surrender. And it doesn't matter how successful you are. It doesn't matter how much money you make. There's always another level. And so I get a little miffed sometimes at the people that believe that they need to make sales before they learn how to create a voice experience. That's setting yourself up for challenges that you don't need to set yourself up for. Why would you want people to hear these things in your voice? Why would you want them to feel disconnected because you fling up the circumvention block? It's about authenticity. It's about working from the place of authenticity. It's about removing all the sounds that don't work for you that are blocking and costing and revealing the sounds that do represent you, and that's what creates the voice experience. Using one note, staying on one note, that's, that is not, that's costing you a third of your buyers. It's not good because everybody has a voice aversion. Again, a research study I did, all of these studies I'm talking about today are mine, And everybody's got an aversion. If you stay on that note, I'm not going to buy if that's my aversion note. There's somebody that I know. I know a lot of my former students know this person. They've brought her name up to me before. 
And she has some really cool offerings. I can never buy them. And I suspect a third of the people that think her offerings are cool will never buy. Because she's in a real high-pitched voice all the time and it's real strained. And a whole lot of asking for permission. A whole lot of this. And that is an aversion for me. That is an aversion for a lot of people. I recently worked with someone and it was a bit of a challenge to help her to understand that her nasality was an aversion. It is. People don't want to hear it. So everybody's got an aversion. It could be asking for permission voice. It could be nasality. It could be speed. It could be volume. It could be going too slow, being too quiet. Everybody's got an aversion. If you stay on that note, you've lost a third of your buyers. So we have to get beyond the one note. We have to play all your notes, but they have to be uncovered first. We have to find out, figure out what notes are in you that represent the experience of you. And this is not old school training. Old school training is we're going to modulate and sound interesting when we're on stage doing the presentation. No, that's, those days are over. So if you're still in that paradigm of, I have to be, have a professional voice and I've got to practice this 432 times and I have to have a script because I'll never know the words. You have lost the game before you've started if the data stands. My data and the scientific data. Even memorizing a script is costing you. Scripts are a problem. I understand for 10, 15, 20 minute, hour long talks, you might need a script, but there's a certain way to embody a script. I just uh, have been working with someone and she did a, I think it was like a 17 minute video the other day. She was on the teleprompter. First time she'd ever been on the teleprompter. She absolutely crushed it because there's a skill set for working on a teleprompter. There's a skill set for embodying a script. But really, at the end of the day, the greatest movement, the most attractive pieces, the things that make people lean in, know that you're their person, want to work with you, get they're hooked by you, they want to engage, they watch your stuff, all of it goes back to authenticity. All, specifically, all the notes, you're not playing. They're there. They are there because I hear them. And it's time to let them out. It's critical to let them out. And it doesn't happen overnight. Sometimes when I'm working with people, I use a scale of one to 10. And, and we'll talk about how they can play bigger. And they, that there's an eight or a nine in them, I will tell them. And they're maybe at a three or a four. And they're ready to get to that eight or nine, but it doesn't work that way. You can't just go from three to eight and not be fake. Which that's another thing you have to stop doing. Being fake. Being on. Performing. Getting in your head. Getting it right. 
trying to get the words right. All of that is costing you sales. It's costing revenue, retention, connection, hooking people, keeping them with you, revealing to them that you're the person that they are looking for. Okay, I know this was mostly things that you're doing that I don't want you to do. And I said I was gonna do things that you should do, but looking at how long this episode is, it's longer than I had intended for it to be. I'm gonna stop because I want you to think about these things that you're, which of these are you doing? We have to adjust these. We've got to work through these. We've got to rewrite, replace, whatever we need to do, identify first because they're not serving you. So I'm gonna just park this right there. I hope you join me at The Voice Experience, April 13th, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure you check out the new podcast, The Psychology of the Voice podcast. Doing an episode soon about this show and what I intend for this show, but not right now. I wanna do this sales talk. So I hope to see you there on the 13th. That's it for today. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at captivatetheroom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. 